So when you hear Taylor Swift's music start, the show's beginning. Don't talk for like the next five, six seconds. I'm gonna, or no, let me get high again. Hold on. Hold on. Right, I'm about to I watch a Taylor video. Swift music video. video yeah, you should have the video up. I'm at ten seconds and I have it paused. Okay. And what you should do is mute it wherever you're watching it. And just yeah, let, I and I have the audio good. over here. That's fine. I've never seen this video before, so... I've never either. I, I saw the very beginning of it when I was looking at it before. Alright, well, let me oh, hit this, okay. and then we'll get going. Are you ready? Yeah. Alright, hold on. Is this a cry for help? I don't know. I don't know what the fuck this is. This just looks like she's on ecstasy and trying to kill herself. And why is there a cat there? Why does she have a Grammy on her lap as she's driving her car? Like now, like, okay, now she, with her flat ass and shit, it's like, she doesn't look good doing this. Now she's trying to be a dominatrix and shit? I don't know what's fuck. Alright, now what the fuck is this? I have no idea. Blind for love? Jesus. What the fuck? 
She has like a, yo, she, that's her fans. That's, dude, I figured it out. That's all of her fans. Her fans are her slaves. What the fuck, man? I hate her so much. This is like... Like, I get that it's art, but bro, she's... This is terrible. Like, I don't get the zombie. Like, what the fuck? Like, and she can't dance. What the fuck? I'm done. I'm done. Fuck this bitch. I'm done. Welcome to the Humans from a Place podcast. That was... That was our reaction to the Taylor Swift Look What You Made Me Do music video. Fuck Taylor Swift, bro. Like, I... Why is she a zombie? What? Can we just... Can we just make her quit Twitter like Ed Sheeran? It'd be a better place if she just... Bro, I just don't like her. I hate her and... I, I hate her. I really do not like Taylor Swift. I There are very few artists that I hate and I legitimately hate her, her work. Like, honestly, way back in the day, I thought she was good. Like, when she was like a country singer from Pennsylvania. Now she's just a psycho bitch. That means everybody in America has seen it. What the fuck? Think about that. That that's more than that's well that's about the population of the United States. But this is the bullshit that is like all over radio and that like all people are hearing. This is this is what's being forced down our throats. Just pure shit. I just like I, I, I pity the the Taylor Swift fangirls honestly when they try when you I don't try to embarrass them but I'll have an, a conversation with them about music and they'll be like yeah Taylor's last album so lyrically deep like da, 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 da. I'm like oh well what about um, and then you'll say the person's name who actually wrote the track and they'll be like what and you'll be like yeah they wrote that song what do you think about that they'll be like well Taylor still sung it Okay, cool. So, but she's no longer. It's no longer her art. Like whatever this is, is not her. This is not like <laughs> you can't. You can't even compare the same. They're not the same artist. That's like if you've been a ta- if you were if you were a Taylor Swift fan when she started out, and you're still a diehard Taylor Swift fan now, it, it does not make sense because they are not of the same musical genre. They're not the same anywhere remotely close at all to anything consistent of the same lyrical content it's nothing 
So I don't I don't understand that argument where some people live and die by this woman. It makes no sense. She's trash. She's garbage. Fuck her. Now I I'm I don't want to waste any more time talking about this psycho bitch. Do you got anything left to add? Like, because we could we well, then then what we'll do is we'll uplift the people and we'll we'll get everybody going with the good vibes. Yeah. Uh, one more thing. Like I hate when people stand an artist like so bad and they just love everything that they put out and don't even objectively look at it. And it's like okay if you like it, but if it's so trash, like it's it's not worth like living and dying by it. Yeah, like, like, the way that you used to defend Kanye West and think he was God. Yeah. No, like, I love, I love old Kanye stuff so much, but, like, some, his new music is just so awful. And there's some people that won't admit it. Like, they're just like, no, like, Kanye's the best because he's Kanye. And it's like, no. Like, that's how Drake, Drake fans are, too. Like, they never admit when he takes it out, ever. Even though he's taken multiple. Kinda even backtracking on a little bit of a conversation we had previously about Lonzo Ball and Doss. Um, Lonzo, I don't want to say he sidestepped his comments. He, he basically meant that the ter- when he said he wasn't putting out music like this, meaning he, not that he isn't relevant, but he's not producing music like that's new and pop. But that does not mean he's not relevant. And that that's what I'm trying to make the point right here with Taylor Swift. If you were a fan with her earlier, and you're still a fan now, objectively, like, you're the biggest Nas fan. So many people love Nas. But, yeah, he has fallen off, but he's not putting music out for to get 386 million views on a YouTube video. He's not putting music out for that reason. And that's what, and that's what a, a lot of people in our generation, especially younger and a little bit in the generation above us, believe... Oh, yeah, they're making music to get 386 million views. No. 95% of artists hate it. 95% of artists don't want to touch that shit at all. So, the 5% of artists that actually are producing this trash kind of paint a picture of the industry that's a facade. But it's like... And um, fuck Taylor Swift. Nas Nas is my favorite rapper, and he's objectively one of the best rappers ever. However, what, like, I admit when he makes terrible music, like, he made Nostradamus, it was a horrible album. Like, I admit that. But, like, people, like, Drake fans or whatever, they just think that everything they put out is pure gold, and it's not. Like, it's so dumb. I don't, yeah, I don't understand why people can't say something's bad. Just because something's bad yeah. doesn't mean you don't, like, like it. Like, I, I, there's sometimes I listen to trash music just be like, I like this trash. But what, or or if it's an artist you like, you could even be like, hey, yeah, this is shitty, but I still fuck with it. Like it's not their best. Yeah. You're not hating on it if you're saying it's not their best work. That's all I'm trying to say. Yeah. But but exactly. Taylor Swift, this is her worst work, and she's a fucking terrible person. Unlike the next person, who's an amazing woman, Selena Gomez. Uh, Selena Gomez was battling lupus, and she finally had kind of like a secret op- operation to get a kidney transplant. Uh, she made a full reco- well, she's making a full recovery, everything seems like she's gonna be good, but since we're not too sure what lupus is, if you're not aware, we got a PA on the podcast, so Kyle, what the fuck is lupus? Basically, lupus happens when your immune system starts attacking your own body, 
and it can affect uh, your heart, it can affect your lungs, your kidneys, uh, even like your joints, it can affect your brain, and they still don't particularly know the cause of it, which is like really fun, like it's so horrible, it, and it's like chronic disease too, like it keeps happening, and we still don't well, I mean, it's she. It's she is going to be Gucci now, though, right? Um, at least for now, uh, it could always come back again. It's a chronic disease, so it could always come back. Okay, but so just so the kidney the short term, she should be good. So the kidney replacement's kind of like changing a battery. She's she's good for the next twenty. Yeah, but there's always a chance yeah, it could come back. Of. Yes, yeah, exactly. Like, when people get rid of cancer, like... Yeah, even when it's in remission, it's they're still... Yeah. Back. Well, that's, well, that's good for Selena Gomez. At least, you know, she'll be around, hopefully, putting out her trash, but at least her trash is enjoyable. <laughs> yeah, it's at least way better than Taylor Swift. I just... I just don't understand Taylor Swift fangirls, man. I, I don't... I just... It's not me. I am not a fangirl. Can you believe... Are you sure you're not a fangirl of Taylor Swift? I mean, I'm, I mean, the amount I talk about her, I might be. Honestly. <laughs> you never know. But, I mean, another band that I'm a huge fanboy of, Kyle, and especially their lead singer, you know how much I love Bono. <laughs> <laughs> well, did, did you hear what happened with Bono and U2 this weekend? Yeah, and uh, Ed Sheeran, too, right? Yeah, so basically, um, what happened was, in St. Louis right now, there's very, very extreme, almost, I don't want to say riots, but it it's bordering on riots, I guess, um, and Ed Sheeran and U2 decided to cancel their shows this Saturday and Sunday, and the shows were canceled following the acquittal of police officer Jason uh, Stockley. He was acquitted of first-degree murder in the fatal uh, shooting of an African-American driver who was unarmed. Um, now, Bono, being who he is, Bono... Um, <laughs> Bono's just an interesting man, man. He's rich as fuck, but I just do not fuck with him, man. I do not like... I just don't like Bono. But he he interest he had some comments an interesting statement he said is this 1967 or 2017 what what is going on in this country right now I don't understand this um, if you guys haven't seen the images out of St Louis I I definitely suggest going see it um, I'm not saying pick a side not even saying have an opinion just be aware of what's going on in your country because if you're just ignorant to it. Um, you're just as bad as the people riding there or just as bad as the people that are saying the people are riding are ignorant. So either way, not being aware of the situation is just as bad as saying, you know, you have an opinion on it nowadays. But that's all I got to say on that, Kyle. Um, if you want to get political, go follow LBN Marge on Twitter. Um, he thinks Hillary Clinton should admit fault for her faulty campaign. How fucking wild is that? He thinks Hillary Clinton did something wrong with his cam- that campaign. How? I just. Hello. He's bro, fucking Hillary nuts. Clinton sucks. <laughs> Hillary Clinton sucks. Though. Like she's clearly not as bad as Trump, but I mean she is a she was a horrible candidate in the first place. 
basically, if she would have won, it would have been, congratulations, you beat the worst presidential candidate in history. And since Trump won, it's congratulations, you beat the worst presidential candidate in history. <laughs> yeah, that's actually. So, all right, let's not get political, though, Kyle. We, that's, that's not our, that's not our thing. Um, what's next? Next is... New releases. Yeah, Kyle. Well, I mean, what do you got coming out? You got one coming out in October, so talk about that one first. Yeah, so um, Blue and Exile have announced that uh, they're coming out with a prequel of unreleased songs for their album Below the Heavens, which released in 2007, and it's just... That album itself was is known as like an underground indie hip hop classic. It's one of the easily one of the best albums released after two thousand. And this is all like music from around that time period that was unreleased and I'm really excited to to hear it. Something that's already uh, out that I wanna hear that I I just found out actually came out maybe a couple hours ago was uh, the Foo Fighters Concrete and Gold. Uh, new album just came out. I don't don't know if they really promoted it at all. I didn't hear shit about it. So, kind of weird. But, um, yeah, I'm, we will definitely have more coming about that album in the coming weeks. But, yeah, Foo Fighters got a new album out, so go check it out. It's called Concrete and Gold. Don't have an opinion yet because I have not heard a single song off of it. Yeah, and then also, um, Open Mike Eagle just released his album, uh, Brick Body Kids, Still Daydream. Open Mike Eagle is a really talented, uh, de- like definitely underground uh, rapper. And then uh, this upcoming week, we have projects from uh, Lecrae, uh, Gunplay, and then uh, Apathy and OC have a joint project coming out. That should all be within about a week from now. And then, I that's all the releases, I'm pretty sure. Now, something that uh, I think should definitely be taking note of here is going to be probably the last, I think that was the last like, of this segment, but it's definitely probably the most important that we're covering this week. Uh, Bun B, Houston rapper, he raised $44 million uh, with the hand-to-hand telethon for Houston uh, flood relief. Now, in addition to that, J.J. Watt, defensive end from the Houston Texans, uh, he raised another $37 million, but J.J. crowdsourced, crowdsourced it. You're allowed to donate. Um, 209,000 people made donations to J.J. Watt's foundation. So combined, they got um, $81 million in a pretty short time period. And that's going that's not going to the Red Cross, so it's going to some bullshit. That's going to private places where these guys are giving it directly right and back to the community right now. So, yeah, and J.J. Watt, you could still donate. So if you're looking to make a little bit, you know, splash in the bucket or whatever, um, look at J.J. Watt. Just go to his Twitter, go wherever. You'll see the links. I mean, two, almost, I think it's up to 210 right now, but 209 as we're recording this. But, yeah, that, that's all I got, Kyle. What, oh, there goes my phone. That, <laughs> that's all I got, Kyle. What, what else is new? Uh, I think that we're on the music, right? This is a music podcast. Yeah. Uh, well, no, just in regards to that, though, I mean, that just shows you, like, how, 
like music and sports can both be such a big thing, like way bigger than just those things intrinsically. Like, like uh, this is helping a ton of people, and it's just crazy how much money between just those two guys, how much money they raised for the disaster victims. And JJ Watt started off only wanting two hundred grand. He got over two hundred thousand people to donate. So, uh, moving on to today in music, um, on this date in 1967, the doors were banned from the Ed Sullivan Show because Jim Morrison broke his agreement with the show's producers, and during the performance of Light My Fire on air, he said, girl, we couldn't get much higher, and he promised not to do that. Um, and then, on this day in 1978, Queen recorded their video for uh, their single bicycle race at Wimbledon Stadium. And the video featured uh, 65 naked female models on bicycles. And basically after after that happened, um, the rental company that rented them the bikes made them pay for all new saddles on the bikes after they found out what they were being used for. <laughs> I mean, they could have just cleaned them. I, I, I don't know, I guess. But <laughs> I think it's hilarious, but regardless. Um, and then, as far as uh, yesterday, actually, actually, September 16th, um, in You know who's another artist I don't want to lose too soon, but I think it's possible? Uh, Action Bronson. Yeah, he needs to lose some fucking weight. He is. He's, he's very big. He's very short, too. How tall is Action Bronson? 5'5", five, 5'6". Five, five, oh, wow. I, when I saw him, when I saw him, like... I saw him in passing coming out of the San Diego airport, remember? I didn't even know that. Oh. Yeah, I was flying I was flying to Philly out of San Diego and he was walking out of the, the terminal and the way that it's set up there, there's one it's like it's almost like Philly's airport where it's one way in, one way out. Except the the arrivals and departings that's all the same areas, but it's a smaller airport, so I mean it's not that big of a clusterfuck. 
And as soon as he walked out of the terminal, he just started vaping, like, some of the smelliest, dankest wax I've ever smelled. Like, this, if you were within, like, a 20-foot radius, you were just, you smelled it. It was just like, damn. He just, then, guy pulls up, it was a, it was like a all-blacked-out BMW, driver pulls up, opens the door for him, he hops right in and pulls right off. No bags, no nothing. <coughs> Well, uh, that was already uh, that was already like three years ago. Uh, true. We saw him live for a couple songs that uh, uh, he had a But the reason why we're bringing it up is Blue Chip Seven Thousand officially came out, and that's our album of the week. So, yeah, what do you think about that, Kyle? Did you like the album? Let's start there. Yeah, the I albums. The, I love the production on the album. That's my favorite part of it, actually. The albums so, that yeah. we're talking about, comparing it to, are Cozy Tapes. Um, Burner had a release. We're talking about Bronson's, and there was one other one. Uh, Dave East, was it? Yeah, piece of shit. Um, anyway. Yeah. Yeah, so Blue Chips, Blue Chips to me is an important album, just because of the fact that it's, like, it's a little bit boom bap, it's like 70s funky, it's like, it's rock and roll. That's how I describe it. Yeah, all the samples are from, like, the 1970s, and it's, um, like, the producers on this project, the alchemist, uh, knowledge. Derek Fraud. The Ringer. Derringer. Or I thought it was The Ringer. Wait, what? Are you talking about The Ringer? Derringer. Nah, it's The Ringer. He worked extensively with uh, two of my favorite new rappers, uh, Kale the Machine and the West Side Gun. And now, I mean, obviously being on Boston's album, he's expanding and working with more artists. Now, one thing that I saw, like, the one review I'm just scanning over right now, like, they're saying the one negative is there's one song on the track called 924-7000 that was produced by Harry Fraud. Now, that song, a lot of people are kind of giving it shit because you listen to the whole body of the work, the whole album, and that song is just, it does not sound like it belongs on the album. That's the only flaw in really the album. I agree with that, but I fuck with the song. All the other songs on the album are, are from those 70 samples, like a funky, like live music sounding, very low production, just just sounds great. And then 924-7000 is produced by Harry Fraud, and it sounds like an industry beat. It has Rick Ross and Maybach music in it. It's just, just one of those songs where you're like, what the fuck, where'd that come from? But it's, it's a decent yeah. track. It's more so that it just doesn't fit in. Yeah. Yeah, I agree with that. 
But what would you give this album? I say it's like a B plus, definitely. It was the best. It was the best album that came out that week, without a doubt. Yeah, no, I would agree with that. Somewhere like a, I would say like a B plus. Yeah. And Bronson's been on top of the world. He's been on top of the world in every way. He's got uh, "Fuck That's Delicious" just got picked up for another season with Vice. His cookbook just came out. And he's looking to sign another deal with Vice for his other TV show, Aliens or some... Sh- I forget what it's called, like Ancient Aliens or whatever, with Action Bronson. He's trying to get that one reamped, so he he's balling the fuck out right now. Yeah, and um, the, I think the chairman's intent, uh, the video for that, like the like Kung Fu video is like just awesome. And the the sample used for the song, I looked it up. It was um, it was a Thailand jazz song from like the seventies, and it works perfectly with the album and the video. It was just dope as shit. I don't have much else to add other than my favorite song is "Let Me Breathe." Probably, I think that's a banger. It really, the whole album, it's its a pretty short album. You could just put it on, listen to right through in 30 minutes, so. And it, um, at least without uh, 924-7000, the album does sound like very cohesive and works very well together. Like it flows, it, it flows really, really well. Alright, so for the artist spotlight for this week, we have Subtract. S-B-T-R-K-T and it's it's all by this producer named Aaron Jerome it's a it's electronic um but he he like uses that name subtract instead because he like wants to be more anonymous he like he said in an interview I'd rather not talk about myself as a person and let the music speak for itself um and then like I'm not a social person so this is like me basically he said it's like him talking and him socializing like through his music um he's worked with uh Sampha a lot who I'm a huge fan of uh Jesse Ware uh Little Dragon he's collaborated with a lot and his, uh, he has three studio albums out so far. Uh, Subtract in 2011, Wonder Where We Land in 2014, and then Save Yourself in 2016. I really like uh, Subtract, the original album, a lot. He works with Sampha and Jesse Ware a ton. And it's, it's just very good. Save Yourself, that just released in 2016, was really good as well. He, it's, it's not always easy when you're a producer and you have other artists come onto your songs and then you have to make it sound cohesive, but he's able to do it really, really well. And actually what he does, like he'll have, sometimes have the same artist like on several of the songs of the album and I think that that definitely helps rather than just having an individual artist for each individual song, but still, like, to be able to take other artists and put them together like that, it's 
don't see that often anymore. No. Yeah, I mean, you see it in rap a little bit, but even mm. even then, it doesn't happen a lot. Um, you you have normally with producers like they'll work with a bunch of artists, but it's, it's always on that artist album. And if you were to put them together, like it wouldn't it wouldn't sound cohesive at all. It wouldn't sound like the same thing. But to actually do it the other way around. Like, that's actually very, very difficult. Static Select. You know, like, um, static Select yeah, just had one come out, right? Does a really, really... Wait, what? I said Select just had another one come out, right? Wait, what? I said Static Select just had another... Like, oh, yeah. Yeah. He's, he's incredibly good at, at doing that. He'll, but he'll feature, like, different artists every single song but he still is able to make it sound like a cohesive work. And since he's been around forever, and he's worked with everybody, like even like Nas and Jay-Z, he can get basically whoever he wants to work with him. How old is he? Um, wait, subtract? Yeah. Um, let me see might not even have an age because like I said um, like he wants to stay more anonymous like he doesn't want people to know that much about him that's wild because like you look at um, his first album cover he has um, like an African mascot like a headdress like he's like sort of like that mm-hmm. funk where like he doesn't want you to see his face What do you think about artists that do that? I mean, I think it's awesome because then you're only concerned with the art. Like, you, you don't have, like, you don't worry about the person. And that's where, like, we were talking before where um, it influences your opinion on the music if you're, like, a huge fan of somebody. But if you don't know that much about the artist, like, you literally can't be. And you're only concerned with just down to the art. Which I think is pretty awesome. That is true. That is a good point. My, I mean, the only thing is, I I don't feel like there's many fake fans of Daft Punk. You know what I mean? I feel like when you, you, you have fans that don't know shit about who the artist is, you're, what you're saying is 100% true. They have to like the music or else what else are they going to buy into? But also, like MF Doom underground rapper like he's one of the best ever at both uh rapping and produce and producing and he like he has a crazy devoted fan base and he's put out amazing music for years and he was the same kind of thing where like he would always wear the mask like you wouldn't want you to know that much about him personally but Definitely check out uh, Subtract Stuff. He's an awesome artist. And I'm mm. sure three of them, I'm sure he's still going to continue to put out amazing work. I think that just about wraps up this week ep- uh, this week's episode of the podcast, though. Kyle, you got anything more to add? Uh, just don't stay an artist. <laughs> I 
Uh, yeah, just don't be a Taylor Swift fan and I'll like you. <laughs> well, Kyle, shout your shit out. Get home. Yeah, so hit me up on Twitter at LVN underscore KG. And uh, my fire of the week for this week is It Was Written by Davies. Word. And then my fire of the week is by Post Malone featuring Twenty One Savage Rockstar. It's fire. I hate you. It's fire. Um, and I could be found on Twitter mm-hmm. at LBN Scott. And mm-hmm. then at the the podcast account is at Human from a Place. And if you want to follow all of the Light Bulb Network, follow us as at the underscore Light underscore Bulb underscore on Twitter, Facebook. We're at you'll find us. Um, That wraps up this episode. Peace out, bitches. Peace.